Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au And so good to be able to worship together and also go to the Word. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 1. I want to read from verse 1. Matthew chapter 1, reading from verse 1. The Bible says, uh, This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of Abraham, son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Abinadab, Abinadab the father of Nation, Nashon, father of Salmon, who's a fisherman, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. Let's pray together. So Father, we come before you this morning in Jesus' name. And I just thank you for your word, your word that is powerful. Father, your word that is so easy to understand, so simple and yet so profound. Pray there would be a spirit of wisdom and revelation today. That we would hear the word not just with our ears, but with our spirit. And above all else, that your word would speak into our lives, into the circumstances of our hearts and in our lives today. What we need more of, Lord God, is you. And so we pray, speak to us today. Father, I just pray that there would be nothing in me that would hinder the delivery of this word. I thank you for the forgiveness of sin. Be glorified today, Lord God. Be lifted high today, Lord God. And I thank you that you will speak, that our lives will be changed. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom, I pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to speak this morning on the power of a choice. I want to speak this morning on the power of a choice. Uh, for those that don't know, as you can see, the stage is slightly shifted. We actually have a baptismal service. Uh, second service, we have um, five people getting baptized uh, this morning. Come on, give them a, give them a hand. And... Uh, been a great year. We've seen quite a number of people uh, getting baptized in church. And for me, that's really the measure of how well a church is doing. It's the amount of people getting baptized because that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a great measure um, of, uh, of, of the health of a church. And, and we thank God uh, for those that are making this really important decision. So I want to speak this morning uh, on the power of a choice. And I just pray this word is going to speak to all of us. One of the things that we do in life is make choices every single day. Uh, we make hundreds of choices uh, all, all day, most of the choices we make have uh, very small or little consequences in life. What I'm going to wear, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to have for lunch, well, that's an important decision. Um, other choices impact our life significantly and can influence the trajectory of our lives. There are certain choices that we make throughout our life. There's only maybe a handful of them, but there are certain choices that we make. When we make these choices, they have a significant impact on our lives. 
Uh, I think about the uh, the decision our parents made. Many of our parents made that. Those of us that are that are that are from migrant background, they made a decision somewhere down there to actually migrate, and it impacted their lives and and our lives uh, as well. Significant choices. Think about it. The reason why you are where you are today is because of a decision you made five years ago, ten years ago, thirty uh, years ago. You made one decision, and it changed the trajectory of your life. Uh, one simple decision. We're going to do this. We're going to go there. Yes, I will marry you. Let's have a baby or two or three or four. Uh, why don't we migrate uh, to Australia, to Adelaide? Just one decision, which was the best decision you made. Just one decision that changed your life significantly. Decisions we make are powerful. We make decisions. We make choices. And then our choices make us. And I'll repeat that again. Uh, we make choices and then our choices make us. Philosopher Spider-Man said this. Whatever comes our way, whatever battle we have raging inside of us, we always have a choice. It's the choices that make us who we are and we can always choose to do what is right. I don't know about you, but that's a powerful quote. Whatever comes our way, listen, whatever battle we have raging inside of us, we always have a choice. It's the choices that make us who we are, and we can always choose to do what is right. Here's the thought I want us to remember this morning. Decisions determine our destiny. Choices determine our destiny. One of the most powerful capacities, abilities that we have in life is the ability to choose. And the choices we make will influence our destiny, not only in this life, but also in the life to come. When we think about what determines our eternal destiny in life or in life, uh, the kind of life we live, the opportunities we have, the fulfillment, some people think is determined by luck or genes or family upbringing. Some people think that because of a difficult experience, a trauma, a bad decision they made, they'll never be able to live a blessed life. Some people have you know, kind of made a decision in their life where this happened in my past, whatever that might be. And you've decided, you've concluded, well, that's it. My life is done. I'm never going to live a blessed life. But I want to suggest today that our future is not determined by luck or genes. It's not even determined by life's experiences. I believe our destiny is determined by the choices we make. I, I just pray that this thought would just, would just dive into our spirit. I, I, I pray that, that, we would, that we would get a hold of this thought. And that, that we would understand the, the power of this simple thought. We can't change the past, but we can change the future. We can't change bad decisions we've, we've made yesterday, but we can make good decisions today. We can make good decisions tomorrow. It's not what's happened to us that matters most. It's what we do next that always matters. It's, 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 not, it's, not, uh, it's not what's happened to us that matters the most. It's, it's what we do with what's happened to us that to me matters the most in life. Can I hear an amen? I'm not a golfer. Played very, very little golf. The thought of hitting this little ball into a 
whole. <laughs> so I have tried it. The only lesson I ever learned in golf was, this is just my uh, uh, very lack of knowledge when it comes to golf, but I, I, always, I always thought the second shot was more important than the first one. That's just my... Is, is, any golfers do we have here? Do we, would we agree with that? Just put your hand up and say, yeah, that's true. That's profound. It was the second shot that was more important than the first shot. doesn't matter what you did with the first shot. It was the second one that could get you as close to that little hole. And you get it in. You get all excited. Endorphins fast. It's not what's happened to us that matters most. It's what we do next. That for me is the most important thing we do in life. In life, it's so much easier to be a victim and blame someone else for where we are. Blame our upbringing, blame this, blame that, blame the other thing. Blame somebody else for where we are and look for someone to sympathise with us. The victim always has two, looks for two kinds of people, someone to blame and someone to rescue them. Someone to sympathise with them, someone to have pity on them. And all that does is reinforce the role of the victim and deepen our despair. The way out of the victim mindset is quite simple. It's take responsibility for your life and make godly choices. It's take responsibility. I can't change what happened back there. I can't change what has happened to me. I can't change the decisions that I've made, but I can change tomorrow. I can't I can change what I do today. I can change what I do next. Is in, is the, I have the power to change what I do next. As a pastor, I've had the privilege of hearing people talk about the challenges in their lives. I, when, when people talk about some of the profound experiences that they've been through, for me, that's a sacred time. It's, it's just sacred. It's someone who says, you know, Pastor Joe, I'm willing to show you a piece of my heart and, and I'm going to take my, my heart and I'm going to put it onto the table and let you see what's inside of my heart. For me, that space is sacred. It's sacred. And I've heard, I've heard some, some pretty awful stories Terrible upbringing, terrible experience. And you can see the impact these issues have had. You, 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 can, you, can, you can see the, the impact that it's had on their lives, on their thinking, on their, on their emotions, on their view of the world and, and how they see circumstances, interpret how they make decisions. Uh, it, it, it's not just the experiences that you've had in life. It's how it affects your present, how you view the world. And, and sometimes you've had some bad experiences. It, 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 it helps you, it makes you see the world a certain way. And then you continue to perpetuate those difficult things by making wrong decisions again and I can see all of that and I often ask myself the question well what hope is there what hope is there for them what hope is there for all of us because we've all got a story to tell can I hear an amen we've all got our story to tell of some description well what hope is there for all of us what hope is there for people that have experienced really difficult uh, traumas and difficulties what gives me hope is the understanding that God has given us a will, a will. We all have a God-given capacity to choose what we do next. I have to believe that no matter how profound the wound, how profound the difficulties, how bad life has been, how dark our circumstances, how bad the decisions we've made, we can always choose to do what is right. We can always choose to serve the Lord. We can always choose to do what God wants us to do can always choose what we do next. I have to believe that. 
It's one of the most powerful gifts that God has given us. The ability to choose, the ability to make decisions. We have a will. And, 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 and it's, it's the will that enabled us to choose and make the decisions in our lives. Moses said to the people of Israel, I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. People of Israel were at a crossroad and they had to choose either to obey the Lord and experience life or disobey the Lord, turn their back on God and be cursed. Not only them, but also the generations to come. And we're all faced with that, with that decision. We're all at a crossroad. To choose, are we, are we gonna choose life? Are we gonna choose to obey God? Are we gonna choose to serve the principles of God and experience life? Or are we gonna turn from that? So to help us understand the power of this thought, um, I want us to look at a familiar story in the Bible. It's the story of Lot. Um, it's a powerful story that speaks to all of us about the power of our choices and the influence our choices can have on our lives. And I wonder, there might be some people here today, you've given up on your life. You said, it's too hard, it's too late. The enemy's convinced you that your time is up. You've, 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 you've been convinced that, hey, there's no future, there's no use trying anymore. This is it, this is my lot in life. If that's you, I pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and to speak to all of us and remind us of the power of the choices that we have, that there is hope through a relationship with Jesus Christ. No matter, no, matter, no, matter, no matter where we are in life, that there is hope through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen? For those that don't know the story of Lot, it's found in Genesis and begins with his uncle Abraham. Uh, just by the way, you'll notice from your, your handouts, uh, there's no points in the sermon today. Don't be shocked or alarmed. <laughs> it's Okay. Uh, we're still going to get something out of the message. You might have to write your own notes in there uh, about something that God speaks to you about. But hey, it, it does happen. Miracles do happen. Uh, so the story of Lot actually begins with Uncle Abraham. God appears to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12. And he says to him, I want you to leave your country and go to a place that I will show you. And uh, the Bible says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. So God began to bless Abraham and his herds and flocks began to multiply. Um, his wealth began to multiply. Abraham also uh, gave some of his herds to Lot and he too was blessed and, and, and God multiplied uh, Lot as well. At one point, uh, they were both so big that Lot's shepherds and Abraham's shepherds began to argue. So God blessed both of them so much that they all had shepherds and uh, the shepherds, uh, Lot's shepherds and Abraham's shepherds, they began to argue. So Abraham comes to find out about this. And so Abraham says to Lot, let's not have any quarrelling between you and me or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company and if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. So Abraham says to, says to Lot, listen, uh, it's not good that our, our workers, our employees are, are arguing. You make a choice, he says to Lot. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right and so on. There's plenty of land out there for us to be able to make our future. The Bible says, Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zohar was well watered. 
Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, uh, this was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose, I've circled the word chose in, in my notes, for, him, for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east, the two men parted company. The Bible says that Lot chose. He's offered a decision from Abraham and Lot made a decision. He made a choice. Uh, he looked up and he saw that the, uh, the, the, the plain was well watered. It was the garden of the Lord. And so he decides to go in the east. And I love the story because there's so much in it. It's such a powerful story. There's so much depth in this. In this, It seems like a really simple situation. We got our guys, uh, you know, our employees are arguing. Let's solve this problem, simple problem. So you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You know, there's no arguing here. There's no, you know, no, I want the right. You know, no, none of that. You choose. Whatever you do, I'll just do the opposite and everything. We find simple, simple. And yet it was profound. Now, I don't know what went through Lot's mind when Abraham spoke to him. I, I, I don't know exactly what went through his mind, but I, I, I kind of can imagine. Uh, did he think like, maybe this is my lucky break? Did he think, uh, you know, my uncle is a bit cuckoo, you know. Uh, he's asking me to choose uh, which, which way to go. He obviously can't see the East is the better choice. Um, so he's made a mistake here. I mean, he... You know, he should, have, he should have chosen himself. Instead, he gave me the choice and Lot's probably thinking in his head, man, this is, this is my lucky day. You know, he's made a mistake and asked me to choose first. Maybe like the, the Ikea commercial, I love the commercial, where you got the lady running to start the car, start the car, start the car. Maybe that's what, what, what Lot was thinking, you know. Is that okay? <laughs> Lot, 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 Lot would have just seen this as his lucky break. But he couldn't see the bigger picture. Well, what he, what he saw was the plain well watered. What he couldn't see was the bigger picture. He had eyes to see the natural, but he did not have eyes to see the spiritual. How many of us know that sometimes what seems right to us is not the right way at all? We've been talking about this. The Bible says there's a way that it seems right unto man, but in the end it leads to death. There is a way that seems right. It looks right. It has all the right aspects to it, but it's not the right way at all. Which, I mean, the reverse of that, that, that is also true. But sometimes there is a way that doesn't seem like the right way, but it's the way that leads to life. A lot had no spiritual awareness or understanding. He had no clue that he was blessed because of the blessing that was on Abraham. He started to think, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well because I'm smart. I'm doing really well because of the hard work. He didn't understand that the blessing on his life was because there was a blessing on Uncle Abraham. Because if he did understand all of that, he might have responded differently. He could have said to Abraham, Oh, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute, Abraham. You're the older one. I'm happy to part. You're the older one. Why don't you choose the left or right and I'll go in the other direction? He could have said that. Or he could have said to Abraham, I don't care the shepherds are arguing. I'm not leaving you. Let them argue as much as they like. I'm not going to be leaving you. 
Because he had a revelation, he would have had a revelation of the reality that the reason why he was blessed is because he was sitting under the blessing of Abraham. He would have, could have said, if the problem is the shepherds, let's, let's get some new ones. Let's do some training. Talk about culture, values, teamship. There's no I in team. <laughs> Who's causing the problem? Usually there's one or two of them. Let's sort them out and send them on their way. Doesn't say that at all. The Bible says, so Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. What we need more in life, what we need more than anything else in life is the favour of God. So if I was going to put a point in here somewhere, I'd put it right here. It'd be choose the will of God all the time. Choose the will of God. Choose the favour of God. Choose the, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not interested, God. I'm only going to come if you come along with me. Choose the will of God. To be blessed, we don't need the favour of people Flavor of a, a favor of an employer, an economy. What we need is the favor of God. It's what we need. It's the favor of God. What we need in life is the presence of God. It's the most powerful thing that we can have in our lives. Lord, I'm not coming. If you're not coming with me, I'm not interested. Because when you have the favor of God, you've got the presence of God. You've got authority. You've 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 got you've got capacity. You've got ability. There's grace. The ability to do things you could not do on your own. It's the protection of God. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's you've got the presence of God with you, and it's the most important thing we can have in life. When we have the favor of God, even if we're in the wilderness, we can be blessed. Read about it in Scripture. Even when we're in the wilderness, we can be blessed. What Lot thought was the best decision of his life soon went south and turned out to be a really bad decision. And not only was it a bad decision for him, but it was also a bad decision for his children. We need to, we need to understand that the decisions that we make have an impact on the generations to come. I talked about that already. Our, some of us, our, our parents made a decision to migrate. It's affected the children, grandchildren and the generations to come. That's true in the positive. It can also be true in the negative. We need to think how a decision that we make is going to affect future generations. It's why we need to pray and say, Lord, is this your will? It's a revelation I had, you know, many, many years ago in my life. We talk about it all the time. But it was a, it was a revelation I had in my 18, 19, 20 sort of years. And it, it, I got to a point in my life, I said, God, I, I don't want to be anywhere where you are not. That's it. That's it. I'm sick and tired of doing life my way, my way of thinking, you know, the way I think it should be done and so on. I said, I'm not interested anymore. Lord, I just want your will. I just want to do what you want me to do. Every single day I pray, Lord, I want to know your will because I want to be in the middle of your will. I don't care what that looks like. I don't care. I don't care. The only reason why I'm the pastor of the church here today is because I believe God has called me to do it. I believe it's the will of God for me to be here. And the day that I think it's, you know, God, that's no longer the will of God, I'm out. I'm doing something else. That I, I want to be in the middle of God's will. It's the greatest place that we can be. 
And that's why when we're making decisions, when we're making choices, don't make them because it seems like a good idea. Sure, think about it. Sure, evaluate the decision, but ultimately pray and say, Lord, is this what you want me to do, Lord God? Is this what you want me to do? In time, Lot and his family came to live in a place called Sodom and Gomorrah, not a good place. These cities were filled with all kinds of sin, so much so that God decided to destroy the cities. Abraham, knowing that his nephew lived in the city, prays and intercedes for him. You read about this in Genesis chapter 18. Before God destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, he comes to Abraham and then and tells Abraham that's what, what he's going to do. And Abraham begins to intercede on behalf of Lot. You know the story. He says, if there's 50 good people there, would you destroy it? God says, no, 40, 30, 20, 10. No, I won't destroy it if there's 10 good people in there. So God sends two angels to Lot to tell him to get out as soon as possible with his family. Bible says, get them out of here. Get your family out of here because we're going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. And then the Lord, this is verse 24, then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Verse 26, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. God had specifically said to Lot and his family, I want you to get out of here. You need to get out of here quickly. Uh, in, in fact, there was still some hesitation in Lot and the angels had to kind of push him along to get him out of the city. But he said specifically to them, do not look back. But Lot's wife chose to disobey God and she turned into a pillar of salt. When, when, when we leave the old life, we should always keep our eyes moving forward. Never look back. Never look back. And if I was going to have a second principle to be right here, choose to obey God. When God says something, when God says, do it this way, when, 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 when God says, this is the better way, He doesn't do it because he, think he wants you to have a miserable life. It's because it's usually the best way. It's the best way. The Ten Commandments are not ten suggestions. They're commandments. They're commandments for a reason. Because if you obey the commandments, they're going to actually produce life. They're going to enable you to experience life and life to the full. That's the will of God for your life. People have this concept of God, oh, He's a killjoy, blah, 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 blah. That's what the world says. That's not who God is. God loves you, cares about you, has a plan and a purpose for your life. And He's got a, he's got a rule book. If you follow those rules, if you, they're not rules, they're, they're principles. If you live by the principles of God's Word, it's going to enable you to experience life and life to the full. By His grace and for His glory. Can I hear an amen? amen? Lot's wife hears God say, don't turn back. But she says, you know what? You're going to turn back anyway. And the Bible says she turns into a pillar of salt. Bible says, so when God destroyed the cities of the plain, He remembered Abraham. I just love this scripture. And He brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. He remembers Abraham and delivers Lot. It's the power of intercession. It's the power of intercession. He remembers Abraham and delivers Lot. Lot was praying for him. Story doesn't end there. 
and the evil continues. It's like days of our lives. You know what I'm saying? Those of you that watch days of our, don't put your hand up, but those of you that watch kind of know what I'm talking about. Lot was now left with his two daughters and they're somehow, you know, in the desert somewhere. And they thought, well, we don't have any husbands who's going to carry the family line. So they devised a, a plan, a wicked plan, and they decided they chose to sleep with their father, a serious sin. This is all in your Bible, by the way. <laughs> uh, so they come up with this plan. They get their father drunk. First, the older sister sleeps with the father. On another time, the younger sister does the same. This is Genesis chapter 19, verse 36. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also had a son and she named him Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. Read the scriptures and you'll see that from these two tribes, from these two uh, uh, children uh, was born the Moabite tribe and the Ammonite tribe. They became the Moabites and the Ammonites who fought against Israel again and again and again. Israelites were forever fighting against them. They continued to come against Israel in many battles. Number three, pr third principle that I'd probably put in here would be when we choose to sin, there's always consequences consequences. Tribe of Moab was evil. The kings would sacrifice their children. They were malicious, wicked. So much so that all of the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, cursed the Moabites. They were such a wicked generation, a wicked group of people. So let's take a step back here. So knowing all of this, we've got the story of Lot, makes a bad decision, ends up in Sodom and Gomorrah. Then his daughters end up sinning uh, Moabites, the curse on the Moabites. Uh, understanding all of that, we find something a little strange in the Bible. The Moabites were not even allowed into the tabernacle because God had said, I don't want you anywhere near the tabernacle of God. So as we look at this whole story, we kind of find something just a little bit strange in the Bible. Gospel of Matthew, we read it in our text. Book begins with the genealogy of Christ, beginning with Abraham all the way to Jesus. There's the distant relatives of Jesus. As we read in our text, it's the genealogy of Jesus, Messiah, son of David, son of, son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Jacob, uh, Judah, uh, Perez, and so on and so on. Verse 5, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. In the genealogy, we find a woman called Ruth. And just by the way, when the Israelites would, would, would write genealogies, they would, they would generally never mention women in that genealogy. This is the genealogy of Christ. There are five women mentioned in this. Ruth was one of them. And, and, and as you look at this, you know, you think to yourself, well, how did Ruth get onto this list? You see, Ruth was a Moabite. To understand her story, you need to read the book of Ruth. It's a powerful book of the, of the Bible. It's one of those books of the Bible that once you, once you read chapter one, you're going to read the whole book because it's, it's, one, it's, it's just a captivating story. Uh, it's a bit like the story of Joseph. I'm reading in Genesis at the moment. And, you know, it's, it's one of those stories that is so easy to read. And I want to read the whole story. Book of Ruth is like that. It too speaks to us about the power of a choice. 
Bible says there was a famine in Israel, Elimelech and Naomi um, and their two sons went to live in Moab because there was food in Moab. Uh, in time, the two sons, the Bible says, married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other one named Ruth. In time, Elimelech dies and so do his two sons. Naomi is left with her two daughter-in-laws and so she says to her daughter-in-laws, I'm gonna go back to, come on, you know the story. I'm gonna go back to Bethlehem and, uh, and you guys go back to your families. Orpah decides to go back to her family. And just by the way, I know we know these stories. I know we know these stories. But I want us to understand the principle. It's the power in a choice that we make. And some of us are one decision away from the blessing and the favour of God. Just one decision. Just one choice that we need to make. These are stories that apply to our lives. They're not just stories so we can know history. There are stories that apply to our life. Some of us are one decision away from the blessing and the favour of God. Ruth says to Naomi, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely. If even death separates you and me. What a power of a choice. Ruth is part of a heritage that is dysfunctional, toxic, flawed in every way. But in the midst of this, she decides, she makes a choice, a decision to follow after God and it changed the trajectory of your, her life. Your God is gonna be my God. She could have easily taken the easy road and gone back, to, gone, gone back to her own people, but instead she chooses to go to Israel. She knew how, how the Israelites viewed the Moabites. She knew she was going back into a situation that could, could have been pretty bad for her, but she says, you know what? I'm gonna choose God. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make a choice to serve God. I don't care whatever it is. She had a revelation of God. We know the story, Ruth returns to, 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 to Bethlehem with Naomi and she marries a man called Boaz. They have a son named Obed, who has a son named Jesse, who have a son called David, and the rest is history. Interesting part of the story is that if we consider her past, if she was to come into a room and tell me a story, her story would have elements of drunkenness, Immorality, sin, bad decisions, curses, pain, failure, all of that and more. How did all of that start, by the way? How did all, how, how did this, how did this, all of this story, how did it, how did it start in her, in her life? It started with one choice, just one. Abraham said to Lot, Choose left or right, choose the east or, 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 or the west. If you go to the west, I'll go to the east. You go to the east, you go to the west. The Bible says, so Lot chose just one decision, one decision that he made and, and look at the impact of that decision on his life. Ruth's past was the result of one bad decision. But if we look at her future, if we look at her future, we find her name in the genealogy of Jesus Christ speaks about the grace of God. It's a powerful, powerful thought that speaks about the grace of God. We find a Saviour who died on the cross for us uh, and, and Ruth is in that lineage. She's like the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. It's powerful. How did it happen? Just one choice. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God shall be my God. One decision, one decision. 
I wonder there might be some people here today. You've given up on your life. You've said it's too hard. It's too late. Uh, You're stuck. Your life is a mess. Part of a long line of dysfunction. Maybe, like Lot, you've made some bad decisions and you know it and you can see the consequences. The enemy has convinced you it's over. It's finished. Maybe your heritage is filled with drunkenness and immorality. Sin, trauma, bad decisions, curses, pain, failure. All of that and more. If that's you today, I, 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 I pray that we would all be encouraged by the story of Ruth. Because it's the story of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Story that reminds us that our future can be blessed if we surrender to God. Story that reminds us of the power of one choice to change the trajectory of our lives. One choice, just one decision. Change our future. God's Word encourages us and declares that our future can be better than our past. Isaiah said, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God, 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 says, God, God says to the people of Israel, forget what's happened in the past. Don't dwell on the past. Don't, 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 don't think about it. Don't ruminate about the past. I just, I just love it. So, so many of us can live our lives always looking back. It's what the devil wants to do. He always wants us to remind us where we've been and where we've come from. And there's so much back there, you know, that, that could have been different, should have been different, and might have been different. That's what the enemy wants us to do, to focus on. Could have and would have and should have and might have. God says, don't, don't focus on that. God wants to give us a vision, a picture of the future. God wants to give us a picture. God wants to give you and me a picture of what He wants to do with our lives. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Can't you see it? I'm making a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. I'm making a way in the, in, in, in the deserts of your life. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to bring streams in the wasteland. Streams always speak about the presence of God. It's the, it's the water in the Bible always speaks about the Holy Spirit. And God says, I'm, I'm going to make streams in the wasteland, in the places that are so terrible in your life. God says, I'm going to turn it around for good. I just love the story of Joseph. You know, like I'm, I'm in the middle of it right now. Every time I read that story, I start crying somewhere, you know, when Joseph, you know, says to his, hey, I'm Joseph. <laughs> Can you imagine that scene? It's beautiful. And the brothers, you can make, can you imagine the look on the brothers' life? You know, kind of a sense of relief, he's still alive, but a sense of dread because they're about to be killed. You know, it's just this, this, you know, I don't know what the, on the one hand, on the other hand, you know, it's just, it's, uh, and Joseph, seeing the dread on their, on, on their faces, says, hey guys, don't, don't stop, don't, don't go down that track. Because I believe God has brought me here to save us. God has this way of turning the wastelands into places of flourishing. And that's, and that's not 
belittling those situations. That's not, you know, minimising the traumas, the difficulties. I don't want to minimise any of that. But it's, it's as, as we bring that to God and allow God to help us work through it, He can do something new. God says, forget what's happened in the past. I want to do something new. God has a plan for our lives. His plan is to give life and not death. His plan is to bless and not curse. Ruth reminds us of the power of one choice. So God says to the people of Israel, I've said before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose, choose, you choose, you choose. God has given us something called the, called the will, the ability to choose. God will not violate that for you and me. And He says to you and me, you choose. Choose life so that you and your children may live. People of Israel are at a crossroads. They had to make a decision. Obey the Lord and be blessed or disobey the Lord and be cursed. It was a, it was a choice. It was a choice that they had to make way back then. And God, God, Moses, he's speaking to them. He says, listen, you got a choice. If you, if you get to the end of uh, Joshua's life, um, Joshua, uh, Moses didn't lead them, the people of Israel into the promised land, but, uh, but Joshua actually did. And uh, what's interesting, where, where am I doing for time? At the end of the book of Joshua, I'm reading that as well. Um, at the end of the book of Joshua, these guys have got idols in, 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 in their homes. The people of Israel now have got idols in their homes. And so Joshua begins to challenge them. And he says to them, listen, you've got to choose who you're going to follow. And he says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You choose for yourself whom you're going to follow. You're going to follow the gods of, of, of the other nations or you're going to follow the true God that brought you out of Egypt and into the promised land. He said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. People of Israel at a crossroad. We too are at a crossroad. We need to make a decision, either put our faith in Christ and, and be blessed or put our faith uh, put our faith in Christ and reap the eternal consequences of that or, or turn our back on God. And it's a decision that we make once, but in a sense, it's a decision we make every single day. Because every time we, 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 we face with certain situations, I'm gonna do this God's way or, or I'm not, I'm, am I gonna disobey God? Am I gonna choose the path of forgiveness or the path of revenge? Am I gonna choose the path of truth or the path of lying? Am I gonna choose the path of blessing or the path of, cur- or the path of cursing? You want to be blessed and choose. Choose Jesus. Book of Acts, one time Peter got up and he began to speak to a group of people about Jesus. Began to speak to them about the life they could experience, the difference that Jesus could make in their life. A message not unlike this one. And the Bible says that after he spoke, they asked the question, well, what shall we do? What shall we do? What do we have to do to experience this life? What do do we have to do to know Christ? Peter responds and says, repent and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. The word repent comes from a Greek word, metanoia, which just simply means a change of mind. It's a change of mind. It's to think differently. God wants to change the way we think. The way we think about our past the way we think about people, the way we think about circumstances. Because if God can change the way we think, it'll change the way we feel. It'll change the way we behave. God always begins with changing the mind. 
Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's what repentance is all about. I used to live a certain way, but now I'm going to turn and follow Christ. The text goes on to say with many other words, He warned them and He pleaded with them, save yourselves from this generation. Those who accepted His message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to the number that one day. Our choices are powerful. Our choices determine our destiny and one decision can change the trajectory of our life. You know, Today we've got a group of people getting baptised and baptism is a a reflection of a choice, a decision to follow Jesus Christ. To me, the greatest decision that we can make in life, the most important decision that we can make in life, the one most important decision that we can make in life above every other decision is our decision to follow Jesus Christ and to serve Him all the days of our life. Will you stand with me? I just pray that two kind of two, two things, two things I would like to impress today. There are some of you, you've, 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 the devil's convinced you you're done, you're done. Your great great grandfather was Lot, lived in a place called Sodom, and you've said that's it. I'm done. You're a product of stuff. If that's, the, if, if that's you, I, I, just, I just pray. I pray, I pray. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. Because you've got, you got two ways of dealing with that. One way is I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try better. I'm going I'm I'm to New Year's resolutions. I'm going to change. I'm going to do, everything's going to change. That's, 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 that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to give your life to Jesus Christ. Like Ruth, your God shall be my God. People, my people, serve God. You make the the first and most important decision and then every other decision will follow from there. And I just pray that for some of you, God God is gonna give you hope where there is no hope. And then others, you know, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, but I'll do it today. Pastor Joe, what do I need to do? Do I have to sign something? No, you don't sign anything. Do I have to join a religion? No, you don't have to join a religion. Do I have to come? I know, I have to come to this church. No, you don't even have to come to this church. There's plenty of good churches here in Adelaide. Nearly as good as ours, but there's still plenty of churches here. Plenty of churches here in Adelaide. Amazing churches here in Adelaide. All you need to do is invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Saviour of your life. Well, Pastor Joe, how do I do that? Well, you need to invite Him to be the Lord and Saviour of your life. He never forces Himself on anyone. You invite Him to be the Lord and Saviour of life by praying a simple prayer. It goes something like this, Lord Jesus, be the Lord and Saviour of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Thank You for dying on the cross for my sins. I give my life to You. I want to serve You all the days of my life. In Jesus' Name. That's it. Yep, that's it. And if you actually mean that with your heart, if you pray it like you actually mean it, you're going to experience something called the miracle of salvation. 
And man, if we had the time, there'd be a lot of people here that would stand up and say, yeah, mate, I prayed that prayer. And they've never, ever been the same again. Ever, 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 ever again. In Jesus' name. So I want every head bowed, every eye closed, because there could be someone here wants to make that decision. If there's no one, that's good, but that's okay. That means it means we're all okay. But there could be someone who wants to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ or someone who's walked away. You want to walk back. Why not make that decision today? Well, what I want you to do is just put up your hand and put it right back down. It's all I'm going to ask you to do. That's it. Nothing more than that. What I want you to do is put up your hand and say, yeah, Pastor Joe, count me in this prayer. And put your hand back down. So if there's anyone, I want you to do it right now. Just put up your hand and say, yep, Pastor Joe, count me in this prayer. Yep, and then put it right back down. Put your hand right up, right up. You know, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. What, it, what is it? It's, it's you're making a choice. The, the choice to put up your hand is a choice. You can leave it down or you can put it up. Thank you. In the middle here, there's someone. There's a couple here in the middle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Somebody else. Come on, this is choice power of a choice. Here it is. The most important choice you can make in life is to serve Jesus Christ. That's it. When, you know, it's, I'm not going to ask you to do nothing else after this. There's no hidden, nothing hidden after this other than that. Then just go home, start reading your Bible um, and ask us questions if you want to. Somebody else, put, you just put your hand up and put it right back down. We've had a number of people have done that. Somebody else. Just one more moment. Hand goes up and bring, put it right back down. Thank you so much there. There. Someone else. Someone else. Let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, be the Lord and Saviour of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I give my life to you. I want to serve you all the days of my life. Be glorified in my life. I give you my past, my present, and my future. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you give a hand to those people that have made that decision to follow Jesus Christ all the days of their life? Come on. Those of you that have put up your hand, I, I encourage you, start reading, start reading the Gospels from Matthew. Genealogy is a little bit boring, but you get past the genealogy, get into the Christmas story and, uh, and take, it, take it from there. And if you have questions or you want some, someone of us to talk to, then please see someone in the guest area. We'd love to chat with you about the kind of things that you can do next. It's the greatest decision you can ever make to serve Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I just thank you for this word. It's actually a powerful reminder power of a choice so many of us are at crossroads in our lives do I go left or right and the choice we're going to make is going to have an impact in our lives and in the lives of our families would you help us Lord God to have an ear the ear of an ear for the voice of the Holy Spirit that as we pray and seek your face Lord God that we would hear the voice of the Spirit that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. Be glorified in and through our lives, we pray. Let the enemy be defeated. Your name lifted high, we pray. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Amen.